received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, Welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts. UFC Las Vegas 65. Spivak versus Lewis version of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. Today... You know, first order of business as always, we want to thank and respect those in the passionate fight community that continue to share my passion for the MMA. I do this podcast for me to an extent, but really for you. I want you to understand that my releases to the podcast are my own personal wagers. I'm sharing what I wager in the UFC with the listeners. And in essence, opening up the business that I call my UFC profitable sports gaming this year so far, it's not, with everyone to see. And it reminds me of a situation that happened to me in 2013. In 2012, I predicted the Los Angeles Kings to win the Stanley Cup. I told everybody, you don't know who Jonathan Quick is now, but you will after uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. They were 25 to 1, and I went through and slayed the Stanley Cup tournament in 2012. In 2013, Chris Andrews, current sportsbook director at the South Point Hotel, approached me. He had a web page called Against the Number. He said, Lou, why don't you come do hockey for me against the number this year? You had a great year last year, blah, blah, blah. Okay, perfect. Get all set up. And I walk in proud as a peacock, confident as hell. Round one got clobbered. I think every future position that I made lost. So not only do I lose in round one, but I got the carry the baggage of the future losses. And in round two and round three, things were very 50-50. And during that time, I kept thinking to myself, man, I want to quit. I'm going to quit doing this. And I'm like, wait, how can I try and teach people how to persevere if I'm going to be a cream puff and fold up my tent and curl up embryotic and run away from it all? So I had to persevere. Round two ended up winning a little bit of money. Round three, a little bit of money. Go into the last round, kind of winning back a little bit. It's Boston against Chicago in the Stanley Cup of 2013, and it's 2-2 two to two tied going back to Boston, and at that point in time, I took Chicago as a pretty good underdog to win the cup, even though they were plus 150, 160. And them winning the next two games, thus winning the cup, me winning the bet, was enough to make me profitable for that session in the Stanley Cup just by the hair of my chinny, chin, chin. I was so proud to have been able to do that. So we find ourselves after last week going four and seven minus 0.84 by my calculations. And yes, that is including 
the half a unit on Israel Adesanya inside the distance that I tweeted out. If I put about business podcast on a tweet to a fight release, it's getting recorded. So year to date, minus 7.51 units. I mean, that's what my business is. And I'm not betting 50 or 100 a unit. To me, the unit amount doesn't matter. I don't care what you're betting. I'm trying to explain that this business is mine. It's open for you all to see. Now, we're tracking favorites, 278, 131, and 7, 67%. They usually run about 64. I'm not crying in my soup. All I'm doing is stating fact. And so am I going to shy away from what I do? No, I don't think so. But what I've learned to do at this stage is curse myself into trying to win because I'm clearly not the most confident guy right now. And so rather than fire away and do exactly the wrong thing, I'm going to back off. And wouldn't it be great to win tomorrow and then have me say, doggone it, I wish I would have bet more. To me, that's the best thing that could possibly happen. Also, on the VEASAN digital magazine this year, I'm 24 and 17 plus seven and a half units. And I've lost the last four. So to me, perhaps it's time to start thinking about how to improve, how to refine the selections, lower the amounts until we start getting in our winning ways again and can recoup momentum. Where I end up this year at this point matters not to me at all. What matters is we try and win a couple of dollars in UFC Las Vegas 65. And with that, we'll go right into round one. Round one, Bantamweights. Miles Johns, Vince Morales. Johns opens minus 160. Morales plus 140. Both have been in with high level of competition. A key for Miles Johns, I think, is that he left Portis and went to Glory MMA. If somebody goes to see or be with James Krause at Glory MMA as a gym, Almost in 100% of the time, I, I'm going to regard it as a positive thing. Johns has had to address kind of running out of steam in some of his fights. And I think that he'll surely get that at a grappling, wrestling heavy gym like Glory. Meanwhile, Morales has not been in with any slouches either. He's lost to Chris Gutierrez, been in his last with Jonathan Martinez. His level of competition is good. He's improved all the way out or throughout his career, he's fighting out a syndicate MMA. Round one, I think the longer this fight goes, the more it favors Morales. Gonna have to probably weather a firestorm in the first. But round one's release, Vince Morales, currently priced plus 145, and we'll take a unit on him. Now let's move into round two. Round two, flyweights, Zalgus, Zumagulov, Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson, a long, tall drink of water. He'll be three years younger, have a five-inch height advantage, four-inch reach advantage. The issue with Johnson is he's just getting to the UFC. In his debut fight, Iggy pitted him with this Mokayev, a dynamic young wrestler, and Johnson showed well while he was on his feet. He was totally game. The issue with him is he can't wrestle a lick and has absolutely no takedown defense, at least, against Mokayev. You get to Zalgas Zumagulov, 
from Kazakhstan. And I'll tell you, this dude's been in with a murderer's row. It's almost like he's got something on the UFC because they're trying to give him killers all the time. He lost to Albazi. He beat Rivera, lost to Manuel Cape, lost to Jeff Molina, his last out. Many question whether he really lost that fight or not. We had Molina and won, but Zalgas was in that fight. And what is Zumagulov? All he is is a limited vice grip wrestler that can strike, but will be completely outgunned on his feet. If this fight stays on the feet, Charles Johnson is going to be lethal. However, I think Zumagulov's experience the level of competition he's been in with as well, the fact that he switched camps as well to go train at Florida's AT&T where he could get 25 different guys of Johnson's physical stature and fighting ability. I think the Zumagulov experience is going to be big here, his wrestling game. It will be foundational. And we will side with Zumagulov in round two, plus 145 for a half a unit. Now let's move into round three. Round three, flyweight, ladies this time. Marina Moroz from Ukraine, Jen Maya, Brazil. This one sticks out to me simply level of competition. Moroz opens minus 150 to Maya minus 130. Now they've been bet Moroz up to minus 190. Maya's now plus 160. I love that strata of plus growth anywhere from plus 110 and higher and maya fits that bill the level of competition that maya has faced is simply far superior than anything morose has seen morose beat mazo beat buena silva and her last fight an emotional win against maria agapova agapova is borderline ufc material now morose three years younger two inches taller three inch reach advantage going to have some physical attributes and advantages over Maya. But Maya, when I look at her level of competition, went to decision with Firo, went to decision with Chukagian, went to decision with Championship Chenko, beat Jessica I. This fight's mispriced, in my opinion. Jen Maya plus 160 is a bargain, in my opinion. And without an opinion, we're going to play round three, a half a unit, on Jen Maya plus 160, and now we'll roll right into round four. Round four, heavyweight action, where we got Waldo Cortez Acosta against Chase Sherman. Chase Sherman, limited UFC talent. Cortez Waldo Acosta went to decision in his debut fight with Jared Vandera, a fighter with limited UFC caliber talent. But we have to understand, Sherman finished Vandera. Waldo Cortez Acosta had a tough decision with him. And not only that, that fight was two weeks ago. And in that fight, Vandera was very effective with his leg attack. Waldo Acosta comes from a boxing background. And as a traditional right-handed fighter. He's got that left leg planted firm on the floor, easy for the right leg kick of Chase Sherman. Oh, by the way, Sherman has an effective kicking game. What Sherman doesn't have is a wrestling game or grappling game as experienced in his fights against Romanov and even Parker Porter. But there's no threat from this boxer that Chase Sherman is going to have to worry about the ground 
And so when we start to look at a fight that's going to be held on the feet, I think Sherman's got better chance than most think. And if he's wise and employs the leg game, the leg attack, I think he can be real effective in affecting Cortez Acosta early and stealing this fight. Cortez Acosta opened minus 160, Sherman plus 140. Now Sherman is plus 195. That's enough for us. We're going to take Chase Sherman round four plus 195 or better if you see it for a half a unit. Now let's move into the championship round, round five. Round five, we're going to play a parlay and we're going to use a unit on it because these are the two best positions of the fight card, in my opinion. And we're going to have to go all the way to the first fight of the card. And flyweight's Natalia Silva, she's going to be fighting off against a debuting Czech fighter who looks like from the Borg on Star Trek, her last name, Bleda. Bleda, the neophyte, or I should say the debuting fighter, 20 years old, 5'9", 71-inch reach. She's going to be long and lanky. Silva, a fighter, 1-3 and three in the UFC, but she gets a debuter. She's surely desperate. She's a very improving fighter, and she's been in with good competition. 13 wins for Silva professionally. 10 of those are stoppages. Seven are submissions. She's 25 years old, facing a 20-year-old debuter. I think the maturity of Silva, her experience, her finishing acumen, and her striking ability, much improved over the last few fights, earns her a position as leg one of the parlay, and that's the first fight of the day. And also understand that's 10 a.m. Pacific, people. Leg two of the parlay goes to the main event where we're going to talk about Spivak, Mr. Sergey Spivak fighting Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis should really be respected. He's got profuse power, unbelievable strength, athleticism, explosion, guts, but he's a one-trick pony with the power, and he only has four minutes of cardio. So if Derek the Black Beast Lewis doesn't do something early, Of course, his power always transfers, but he'll get slow and really he'll get set right into the sights of a legitimate mixed martial artist in Spivak, who, nicknamed the polar bear, fights like one. He's not that fast. He's surely not fluent on his feet. His game is to be cautious, find a way to the clinch, press his opponent against the fence and from the fence trip him to the floor from top position this ukrainian fighter spivak is really lethal he's heavy on top and reigns great ground and pound five round fight this fight's not gonna go all five rounds and more specifically i like spivak inside the distance but you got to pay a negative number for that rather than go that route Sergey Spivak, currently priced minus 190, teamed with Natalia Silva, minus 165. One unit brings back 1.48 units. That is round five. We're investing three units of measure 
gonna try and get back a little bit more than that, around five units. I invite everyone to stay with us these last three or four fight cards and watch me fight because I am nowhere near done yet. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the fights. been locked into Gamblu's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. All the superlative. the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend greenroll's covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's greenrollmedia.com greenrollmedia.com home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network